Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Canine Experts Podcast. Join us as we discuss all the latest advice on training, behavior, grooming, products related to the dog industry, and more. We'll also be interviewing canine professionals from many different levels. Vets, trainers, behaviorists, business owners, and staff from all over the world will be sharing their knowledge and experience. And now, here is your host, Jose Menendez. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we have with us Julie at Julie's Canine Academy. Uh, she is located in Maryland, uh, West Virginia, and also they have another facility in Falling Waters. You have to hear this amazing story. She made herself from scratch just watching YouTube videos. And then she did the right thing, of course. Get in touch with a mentor, building the business, and succeed, which is something we all want to know. How did she do that? Listen to this. Here's with us Julie at Julie's Canine Academy. She's an amazing dog trainer. She's going to tell us more about herself. How are you? How have you been, Julie? How are you? I am doing so great. Wonderful. Busy with both the business and with life. So everything is going really, really, really well. That's awesome to hear. <laughs> we've, we've been following you for a while now, and uh, we've seen all your videos and the way you promote your business. I mean, it is amazing. We want to see more trainers like you out there. Um, how do you start it? Well, about four years ago, I adopted a dog from a rescue. It was a 90-pound pit bull, and he was just out of control. He had been returned twice previously. He was found as a stray originally, brought to the Baltimore City Animal Shelter, adopted out twice, returned twice, not because he was aggressive, but because he was rambunctious and nobody could control him. And even with a friendly dog, it can be really stressful if you can't control them. Yep. Really hard to even enjoy them. You can't walk them. You can't pet them. You can't play with them. It's crazy. And uh, so after being returned twice there, he was um, pulled by a rescue and okay. in a foster, which was outside kennels on somebody's farm. Um, so I adopted him from there. And I truly think this is actually part of the problem because I have had no dog experience. I applied to adopt a dog. They give me this 90 pound pit bull. Wow. And I walk out of the rescue, no questions asked, oh, right? Okay. So I have this dog now, no dog experience, no training experience. I don't know what, I don't even know what training tools are. Huh. And I quickly decided I need help because I couldn't walk him. I couldn't even have people over. He was jumping all over the place, uh, just ripping apart my house. Couldn't put him in a crate because he wouldn't go in. This is all things that everyday people struggle with, with their dogs. True. Well, I tried some training, tried some group classes, tried some private lessons. And to be honest, it was just a giant waste of money. Uh, we didn't see any actual real results. And so I decided to go on YouTube and I started going down these rabbit holes of training videos from other trainers. 
Okay. And I started watching so many videos. I started training him myself, got a prong collar, got an e-collar, got a crate. I started really taking back control and I got so good. I started training other people's dogs, friends, family, and that got really popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, you know, obviously if I can't find somebody to help me hire somebody to do this for me, cause I couldn't find anybody in my area. There's a corporate place, but it just felt really, it just didn't feel right. That turned into me charging for the private lessons and building up quite an extensive backlog. And so I started my board and train in October, November of 2017. And I quit my full-time job by April. Wow. And I've been booked out pretty much ever since. Um, there's a huge need for this service. Oh, when, yes. When I say this service, and I mean training that actually works, not, hey, let's go to a group class and walk around in a circle, and then your dog pulls you back to your car. That's what I was noticing about these group classes. And I, um, there's a lot of private lessons trainers that will come out, but then once they leave, you're left with a dog who doesn't listen to you. They only listen to the trainer. Hmm. Yeah. Well, this is what I was noticing back in 2017. And I had, I've come from working in healthcare for 15 years. I was an x-ray, CAT scan, MRI. So a completely different field. And so I was able to actually quit my full-time job completely and start my own business. And that's where I am now. That's amazing. <laughs> that's really amazing. Wow. Uh, you know, from the beginning, I thought, oh, my God, this girl must have a really background, extended background. Nope. She's maybe in some too many uh, training schools. No. And, and all of a sudden, no. No, I have three years of experience. And so when been, I, I'm sorry. So you've been I doing this for how long? Three years. Wow. That's it. That's impressive. It Congratulations. Is. And I, and I actually got some hate from other trainers who have been in the industry for 10, 20, 30 years saying, well, who is she to start up? She has no experience, but that doesn't matter because guess what? Guess who determines your success? Results. Your, client, your yeah. confidence. Absolutely. Uh, yep. And so if people are seeing results, it doesn't matter how much experience the trainer has and you have to start somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I always encourage people to do whatever passion they have and just not to listen to anybody else. Now you can do this. Now you cannot do that. Uh, listen to your heart. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, where do you learn all these skills? I mean, you said that you use uh, Facebook, I mean, uh, YouTube uh, videos and stuff like that. So tell us. I, there's so many great trainers out there on YouTube who put out all their work. That's what I do as well. But I started watching YouTube videos and there is YouTube videos on everything. How to put on a prong collar. What is a prong collar? How to turn on an e-collar. All of the answers are out there if you just take the time to sit and watch the right stuff and practice it. And that's literally how I learned all this stuff. I did go to a dog training seminar by Jeff Gelman mm -hmm. in August of 2016. And that kind of propelled me forward. And then I ended up going to his training seminar for trainers in October of 2017. Learned a lot there. Um, and then everything else has just been trial and error. You know, what works, 
That's awesome. But that doesn't stop you there. I mean, you're still uh, educating yourself, of course. Oh, yes, absolutely. You, I don't think you can ever stop learning. And there's always going to be a dog that teaches you something. To this yeah. day, we get dogs who are like, whoa, this the normal route's not going to cut it. We have to adjust according to this dog. So you're always learning. Always, always, always. And you do everything in your home. You just base a uh, home-based uh, business, correct? Yes, we have two locations now. Oh, wow. So, So in April, when I quit my job, I was booked out for four months. And when I wrote everything down on the schedule, I said, I need help. There's no way that I can do this by myself. I don't know what I was thinking when I kept saying yes to all these people, because you don't want to turn away anybody at the beginning. Yeah. And so I found Josh through a mutual friend and I hired him to come down for a month And he just never left. So he's been with the company ever since. He, I mean, had, um, he had his own successful business in New York, but he canceled all of his board and trains. He never left. And he's part of our business now. And then awesome. by December, we said, we're really, really, really busy. We want to hire somebody else. We actually found Gabby, who's our trainer, because she was a client of mine with private lessons. And she had expressed interest in wanting to train. So now she runs the Frederick location by herself. She lives there and we run the West Virginia location and we all three work together out of both locations. And I have actually taken a step back from the actual training and I do more business, social media, video editing, dealing, scheduling. Um, I still run go home sessions, but Josh and Gabby are the main trainers. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> One second. Um, sorry, it was okay. an echo. That's amazing. I mean, uh, you never thought about all these things coming up to your way, right? No, I when I quit, when I quit my full-time job, I just thought, oh, you know, if I get two dogs a month, I'll be living comfortably. I'll be able to pay my bills. It just exploded. I mean, there's so many dogs that were backed up five to six months we can't add any more on because it's too much. <laughs> right. Um, it's crazy, the demand, but it keeps going and it makes us happy. <laughs> We're so happy for you. I mean, we want to see trainers that have passion and do bring results. Yes. Results, that's what people need, like you, for example. So tell me, what are your specialties? I mean, do you specialize in anything in particular or is it just pet family uh, it, training? It's family dogs. Okay. Family, pet, dogs. People just need their dogs to calm down. Mm -hmm. That is the number one request. I just want my dog to calm down. I don't know what else to do. I run him 10 miles a day. We put him on the treadmill. We play fetch with him for three hours. He won't calm down in the house. Hmm. So there's a big misconception. People think they need to tire their dog out. But what they're really doing is building an athlete who just need more and more and more, especially when you're seeing working line dogs in families like German Shepherds and Malinois, Dobermans. There's no amount of exercise is, is going to tire your dog out to the point where they're calm when you want them to be. Right. Well, we, we specialize in these family dogs saying, we do believe in exercising your dog, but here's how you can calm them down even though they're not tired. And so we teach the place command and we teach the down command We give them a way to communicate with their dog in a way that they understand. And there is a huge need for this. 
Yeah, that is so true. Um, what are the uh, main, uh, how should I put this? Um, when you do boarding train, for example, uh, your first request is just, my dog is going crazy, I, I believe. Yes. I can control my dog. That's, the, right. that's your, your main uh, um, training part. Is, is yeah. that right? Yeah, that's, that is the, the most common complaint, but it's also pulling on the leash, barking, jumping on people. I would say those three are the most common problems that people are having with their dogs. And they've, most of them have been through other trainers. Sometimes they've been through an entire other board and trains. It's still struggling. Oh, wow. Okay. So you get into the dog's head first, of course. Uh, yeah, this is where Josh comes in. Josh, uh, he's really big on behavior and commands are secondary. He's a true believer in, even if we don't teach your dog any commands, but we teach them how to be calm, you're going to be happy. Oh, yeah. Of course, of course, we're going to teach them commands because that's how you're going to use it going home. But you can see a dog who knows all of its commands. It knows a thousand tricks. It knows 500 words. But guess what it can't do? It can't relax. Mm. And that's what a family wants in their dog. And that's when you start to see dogs who will drop into their downstay when you ask, but they're constantly waiting for release and they're whining and they're spring loaded and they just can't wait. And they break in a half a second at any trigger. You know, this is, these are, these are mistakes that trainers make um, where it's like, oh, they know the commands, but they're not reliable. Yeah, and that's a problem. That's where the behavior and the, with the mindset comes in. It's like, not only are we teaching the commands so that the dog understands down means lay down, place means get on your cot. It also means you have to be calm. So there's two parts to every command. One, body position. Two, state of mind. One without the other is not reliable. What you're saying is so true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, dog picks on your uh, uh, energy. Totally. Yeah. They yeah. do that. I mean, people don't believe that, but it is so true. It does. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to. I mean, you just have to go on YouTube and check any videos you know talking about. Yes, <laughs> it's true. So let me ask you something. Um, when you do board and training, what types of uh, services do you offer there? Uh, you do one week, two weeks, a month? No, we started with two weeks. Okay. And now we're at a minimum of three. We just changed our program to three weeks. Oh, we wow. were finding that two weeks was rushed. We are starting to get more complex and difficult dogs. Uh, and so we just said three weeks is the minimum. Uh, it allows us to do more proofing and more distraction work without constantly feeling like there's a time crunch. Two weeks is fast. Wow. Um, especially with a dog who's got years of bad behaviors behind them. <laughs> Yeah, that's very difficult. Uh, I mean, I found myself when I do, for example, one week, it, it's only, I, 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 I've been very honest with my clients. There is not much that I can do one week. I'm just going to help you to build the foundation, yeah. but you need to keep doing the work. Otherwise, right. this is not going to work. Right. And in two weeks, you can accomplish much, like mainly like basic commands, perhaps down, double down, you know, but from there to go to a perfectly walking dog, you need more time. If you don't have the time to spend with the dog first and make sure the dog trusts, trusts you, Correct. It's so, it's so much that you can go with, with that dog. Correct. And there's also a risk to get bitten if you move too fast. 
with some yep. So if you don't know. Yeah, it needs yeah. time. It needs yep. time. And 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 Josh is just is very um like Julie. I don't care how long it takes. I'm not stopping until I get the dog finished and I will let you know when that is. And if you need to ask for more time from the client, we ask for more time because I'm not giving back a dog who doesn't feel finished. I call that commitment. And yes. you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's great. I mean, you found a perfect guy there. Yeah, I know. We're good for each other. <laughs> That's great. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that, especially that you now are growing and, and you can actually help people to get jobs. I mean, that's so oh, important. Yeah. And hopefully we keep growing. <laughs> oh, you will. Based on what you're doing, I mean, I can tell. Why, why posting videos? Tell me. I think that people need to know how their dog's being trained. I think it helps with trust if you have clients watching you for a few months. By the time they're ready to send their dog, they feel like they know you. They know exactly where their dog is, what their dog's doing what methods you're using. You don't have to sit there and take two hours and explain it over the phone. You can mm -hmm. say, here, go to my YouTube. There's 4,000 videos. Under my services tab on my website, here's 17 different videos of all of our methods. I think they deserve that. And it actually saves me work because I don't have to answer, what methods do you use? What training tools do you use? It's all there. So they can see for themselves. They can see it for themselves. So by the time they make it to me, they already know all the answers. That's great. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to keep your advice too. I'm going to start doing the same thing. <laughs> well, unfortunately, you know, because the pandemic, uh, uh, the pandemic, I mean, we just went down from 25 people to only four. Oh, yeah. uh, that's very unfortunate. But through the first months, I mean, there was nothing that we can do. I mean, just help people with the salary, but yeah, not really real yeah. job. It's sad. So how this pandemic has affected you? I mean, uh, if uh, it did or if it actually have helped you. It's made us busier. Wow. We are booked until the end of April. Next year. Oof. But we only do, we do three dogs here at a time and two in Frederick. So it's not crazy amounts every month. We keep okay. numbers small. That's why we book out so far. But I think that people being home with their dogs nonstop has made them realize just how much they need training. People can't work from home doing a Zoom call with a barking dog in the background. Yep. Uh, we had one lady just say, I couldn't, I was about to drop my dog back off at the shelter. I could not be quarantined with this dog any longer because she didn't realize how bad it was now that she was at home. Right. It's, singing, it's barking, it's whining, it can't settle. Whereas she never saw that before because she was at work all day. Yeah, the dog will settle actually without her at home. Exactly. <laughs> So it has made us even busier. We did close down for a month when there was all the uncertainty. We closed right. down for the month of April. So that did push everybody a month back. So that might be, we're still recovering from that scheduling wise, but as mm. terms of business, it's only made us busier. Yeah. Well, congratulations <laughs> again. <Thank you. laughs> it's a it's good problem to have, but it's also, it's stressful because I don't like telling somebody who's really struggling with their dog, they have to wait. Yeah, that's the hardest part, but you have to be honest at the same time. Yes. Yeah, I only get, I mean, I only can take four puppies at a time. I'm only doing puppies right now. Oh, it's so much it, fun. It's a lot of work. <laughs> so much work, and I think it's harder than people think. 
Yes, you have to be extremely patient. You have to be a strict. You have to be on a constant schedule with them because that's exactly how it works. If you want to succeed on party training, it yep. has to be on time. Yep. You can just, oh, I have to do something. I'll be right back. Nope. No, you can't. Sorry, the dog already pee and poop there. Exactly. And All I right. tell clients, if your dog's peeing and pooping in the kennel, that's your fault, not the dog's. <laughs> I mean, things happen, you know, yeah, they, they eat something there, stick, you know, it's fiber. Okay. You know, that moments get soft, blah, 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 blah. But that doesn't happen every single day. Pay, pay attention on your dog, please. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm so glad. I mean, in so many ways, the pandemic has affected people in a bad way, but uh, yeah. dog trainers and pet care services has grown a lot. Everyone's getting a quarantine puppy and then they realize, oh, we might need some help. And there you go. We have Julie now. I know. <laughs> what are your next goals now that you are uh, busy with these uh, programs uh, that you're offering? Um, I, that's a big question. but It is a big question. I mean, of course, it's possibly to hire on another employee and double the amount of work going on in Frederick. Mm -hmm. um, but that is so difficult to find somebody really, really, really good. Because what I've noticed, and I've done Skypes with other trainers who've had the same question is that when you do, if somebody really, really is that good, they're probably going to have their own business. They're not going to want to work for somebody else. True. Okay. So that's one of the main, it's not like hiring a cashier at a pizza place. Yeah, no, you it's completely really need to find somebody that is going to be with you is loyal, who you can train and has all of the same values as you do. Um, I'm so glad we found that with Gabby. Um, so that's definitely a goal. And, a, and ultimately, long down the road is to have the business running itself without me. I'm just overseeing it. Well, that would be awesome. I mean, you yeah. are opening perspectives for people out there, uh, helping them, you know, to build their own and at the same time, helping you to build your own. I mean, it's back, back and forth. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, what you do, uh, mm -hmm. you have a big family yourself. No, we have one baby. We have one boy and he's 19 months old. Oh, wow. That's he's been around dogs since he was six days old. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he helps with the proofing and training and oh absolutely yes yeah. so and how many four-legged dogs do you have i mean you we have three we have the original riggins okay 90 pound pit bull then wow. we have izzy who's a pomeranian client <laughs> client gave her to us mm -hmm. why yeah well before the pandemic they had sold all of their stuff their house, their, they quit their jobs, they sold their cars, they sold all their furniture, and they purchased an RV that they were going to be traveling in and living in. And they were going to be doing this all over North America, including Canada, Mexico, South America as well. That's big. Yeah. And they just couldn't bring the dog. Aww. So she came to us in January. I haven't really heard from them since. Um, they checked on her for about a month or two, and then we sort of lost um, hmm. contact. And then we have a seven-pound Yorkie named Sparkle. Seven pounds. That's yep. a teacup. That's yep. a little old boy. Yep. Is he a terrorist? No, she's actually also a she... client dog. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So we trained her, and she's very special. She walks with a wobble. Um oh. 
she's neurologically impaired. Oh. But she's not in pain at all. And she's very smart and she's completely on and off leash trained. She went through a boarding train. Um, but life changed at home for them and they just could not keep her anymore. And so they they offered her to us and we took her in a heartbeat because she is well, she's a delight. She's completely trained, but she also helps dogs in training because she can trigger prey drive and she can provide distractions for us. And same with our other two dogs. They're all valuable in helping with the training process. We have quite the team. <laughs> What a story you have. I mean, that's yeah. amazing. We just got two more dogs from clients and you keep building your reputation. You're a good person. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do you believe in tools? Oh, yeah. Um, so you are the type of trainer we call in like balance training, like they yes. would use anything to help their client in, in the right way, of course. Correct. Yeah. And that's another reason why we put out videos. It's well, well, how do I know what your, you know, what the results are? Well, here's 3000 videos that show you. And these are how we use the tools. And we have videos from drop off day to go home day. Right. So that's another reason why we do the videos. But I love tools so much because of how easy it is to transfer it to owners. Can mm -hmm. you train a dog without tools? Of course you can. Can you transfer it to an owner who has a full-time job, three kids, and has stress of her dog? No. Too much, right? It's, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it would require an unbelievable amount of work and training and follow-through and commitment. And realistically, they don't... Nobody is that committed. Yeah. And if, if anyone did want to train their dog without tools, they would have to move here for three months to learn how to do it. Do you face the compliance problem that we have uh, in general? I mean, with, with your clients. Um, what do you, what, pro, what do you mean by problem? They, fo they follow up. They keep practicing with their dogs or call oh. back and say, the dog, stop listening. What no, do we practice? don't do that because I think we give them so much, like they get an information packet during their board and train. And then at the go home session, we couldn't make it any more clear what they need to do to stay successful. So I think if, it, if things are starting to go askew, they already know what they messed up on. So you're pretty clear with that. I literally say at the go home, don't call me and say this, this, and this is going wrong if you're not doing what we tell you to do. I am glad that you're saying that. You can't go to a fitness camp, lose 30 pounds, and then go home and start to eat cheeseburgers and then ask the personal trainer why you're not keeping the weight off. That's so true. Good analogy. <laughs> so we have a client group. We, I mean, I do everything I possibly can to keep people successful. We give them all of the information written down. Their dog has 21 videos of their time with us saying, this is how you train. This is how you use the training. This is what you do if your dog is making a mistake. And then they have the go home session, which is two hours, sometimes three. They have a follow-up session to use if they need it. They're in our client group, which is a great community. We have 330 owners in there and it's just awesome. People posting hiking pictures, success videos and photos and connecting with each other. And then we have our monthly pack walks that are free. So all graduates are invited to come every month and we walk all around the city. Wow. That's another way to keep up. So I don't, 
I don't, we definitely get follow-up questions like, Hey, I'm having an issue with this one thing. Do you have any advice? But I've never gotten, Oh, it's not working anymore because that's just not, that's not how we portray the training is that it just stops working. They, there's always something that they're doing wrong or not doing something right. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I mean, you know, because we face a lot of those problems, especially when you do uh, private classes and people doesn't follow up. I mean, yes, that's a big problem. Right. I think it's different when you do boring training. I think it's the way that you present it. Yeah. You know, you can't say, we actually tell people on go home day, this is where it starts. You, this is not something where you take the dog and go home and poof, it's magically fixed. It's maintenance for life. We provide the foundation. And so you get what you put in. And, and I tell people, if you get home and you only use the training when it's convenient for you, your dog will only listen when it's convenient for him. Got it. It's pretty clear. It's mm-hmm. you, yeah. yeah. I'm listening to you like I was a client. So I got quiet. it's just I think they need to know it's not magic and no amount of money is going to give you a perfect dog or else we'd be getting robots yep (laughs) but we do see a lot of success because of how easily the e-collar transfers to the owner when the training is done right they should be able to hit a button and the dog listens right Well, I, I was asking because, you know, I've heard so many stories that people start shocking the dogs uh, for no reason because they get mad. Um, you know, they have the tool in their hands and they think they can do whatever they want. Yeah, we, wrong. we do have a talk on intention when you're holding that remote. And we tell people if you're feeling angry, frustrated, um, put the dog away and come back and get them when you're feeling more balanced and better. Breathe. And yeah, you shouldn't be hitting that button with angry intent. We send dogs home on a system. The system is highly dependent on the human. The dog is going to make X, Y, and Z choices. They either get rewarded or corrected. If something is askew with the system that the human is responsible for, it's not the dog's fault. Yep. You are a hundred percent. And so we also tell people that we want your dog to have as many controlled experiences as possible. So if life is crazy and you've got three kids running around, you're making dinner, everything in the house is bonkers. Put your dog in the kennel for an hour. That's better than letting them bark out the window, chew the leg of the sofa because you, you are not paying attention. Right. And so now they're having experiences that are not controlled by you. They're being patterned. And it could all just be skipped if your dog's relaxing in their kennel. And then yeah. when you're ready, you come get them out. And you, and you have good experiences with them. Don't you find that people feel so bad leaving their dog in a crate? I mean, yes. when you go over, I believe you explain why, right? Yes, you know, before training, I find that. Because, okay. because it can't be walked. It pulls. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it can't be taken on a hike because it runs away. It doesn't come when called. It can't be out when people are over because it jumps all over them. But it's like you run into this cycle of, but I feel so bad leaving it in the crate. But you can't do anything with it because it's so badly behaved. So what do you do? After training, we give people a sample day. This is our recommendation. And it's a lot of duration time. It's a lot of when you are doing this, cooking dinner, 
spending time with your family, reading, working, your dog is either in the kennel or on place or in a downstay, but there's certain beats throughout the day, three or four times maybe, where you get to do activities with your dog that are meaningful. Structured walks mm -hmm. to a destination where you let them off leash and have fun. That's if great. you can. And then you structured walk back home, fetch in the backyard, hiking, whatever it is you choose to do with your dog, but that's your time with your dog. And guess what you do when you're done? You put them back away. Yep. So you shouldn't feel guilty now because you're fulfilling their needs and they're not just constantly driving you crazy all day. So well, it's at certain age, the dog is going to calm down, you know, naturally, and you don't have to put it back in the crate all the time. But, you know, correct. Time, yeah. You and then we tell people it's different with every dog. We want your dog to have as much freedom as it can responsibly handle. That might look different with your dog versus your next door neighbor's dog or the dog that you had for 20 years before this dog. So some dogs go their whole life never needing training. They are naturally calm. They listen. And those people that have those dogs don't understand the training until they get a problem dog. Then they're like, oh, I see all the methods that I'm trying with this dog that worked on my last dog. I don't see any results. Hmm. We get a lot of that. Um, and so I tell people, focus on the dog that you have, not the dog that you wish you had. Because if in two years, your dog still can't handle being out with you not home, just put him in the kennel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, it's important to spend a lot of time with the clients to explain and make them understand how things work. Uh, yes. You know, it's just not taking the dog away. Say, oh, I bring your dog back. And it, it's amazing what you're doing. I mean, the way you well, go I through think, the whole program. I think people are paying not just for their dog to be trained, but they also want a diagnosis on their specific dog because usually the dogs that we get because our price point is so high, these dogs are causing significant amounts of pain. Oh, With wow. Yeah. And, and let me ask you something. Um, have you ever have to reject a dog? Oh yeah. Yep. We, well, some, some forms, we never make it even make it to a phone call. I will just say this isn't a good fit. Um, there might be other trainers that are a better fit for you. So that happens. I'm not going to say often, but every now and then. But then we've also had two dogs that I can think of that got dropped off. They made it through everything. They paid. They got here. They waited. But we just didn't feel like it was a good fit for the family. And so we actually called them up and we gave them a full refund and gave the dog back and explained why. Uh, one of them was a 95 pound pit bull that belonged, that had a family with three kids under five. They mm. adopted it on clear the shelter day. They were told this dog was friendly. Um, don't, but it can't be in a house with any other pets. That's what they were told. Well, we got it here and it went red zone dog aggressive. Oh, wow. At first sight of another dog here. And so we say, okay, this is the dog. We can manage it. We can train anyway. But can you imagine like the owner walking this dog down the street and it sees another dog and 
drags her down. She's pushing a stroller. No, no. And I told them, I said, this isn't the dog you thought you were walking out with. And it's not fair for us to train and patch up all these holes, but that that's still the dog genetically. Right. And, and you're never going to find a trainer that's going to change the DNA of this dog. No, you cannot go against that. And she was so thankful because they hadn't had the dog for that long at that point. And it just could have been a bad situation. It could yeah. break out of the backyard, you know, whatever. Very friendly around humans. That's the hard part. But major, major, major dog issues. Oh, that's um, very sad. Yeah. So that's part of the job is caring more about your principles. At the end of the day, what's the right thing to do over money? Huh. Yeah. That, well, we see that all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate. It's very yeah. unfortunate, but it happens. I mean, I'm yeah, glad it would that... be different if somebody had brought us the dog. They already knew about all those issues. And they were like, we know about the issues. We still want to train the dog. And I'm committed to this dog for life, even with these issues. But this family is not, they needed like a chocolate lab. Yeah. You know, three kids under five. So. No, yeah. it's too much to deal with. Too Having much? three kids, way too much. So yes, the truth is that does happen. Julie, this has been amazing. I mean, uh, the way you share your experience, the way you uh, express yourself, the way you conduct your business. Uh, we've been following you for a while. We can say that I, I thank you very much for showing uh, what really training is should be. Uh, you. you know, I know a lot of trainers are doing an amazing job, uh, not these regards or at all, but everybody has different techniques. Yes. Uh, your special is very approachable. It's very friendly. It's easy to understand. It's honest and that's yes. what we're looking for very honest you know i'm not gonna bring a dog here because i want to get the money no. this is what i offer this is what i give you and if you don't follow up you're not gonna get it yes uh, we've been doing that what would you say to all the new trainers out there that are just starting uh in this business work as many possible dogs as you can to get experience even if it's for free document as much as you can put yourself out there ignore there's going to be haters, put them, ignore them because the most likely the videos that you make are going to help somebody and that's mm -hmm. worth it. Don't listen to anyone who tells you you can't do it. We call them the gatekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in dog training for 40 years. What makes you think you can do this? Ignore. Huh. ignore. Okay. It does not take a rocket science scientist to help an owner size and fit a prong collar and show them how to use it. That is so true. That is so <laughs> true. And we also would like to have someday uh, Josh and Gabby in the podcast. If Absolutely. That's you. I want to hear what they have to say. I mean, they're probably going to say, yeah, Julie is amazing. <laughs> no, you, you should have Gabby. I can ask her if she can go on. Oh, uh, that would be awesome. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the advice that I have is don't let your fear stop you from doing anything. Um, because that's a made up thing. Just keep going because so many people need help and there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of marketing out there, but doesn't actually get results training. Yeah, that is true. So if you can get results, you have something to offer people and you're honest, the dogs are going to come. Awesome. Yeah. 
we're going to set up something, let's say in a few months from now and see where you at. Uh, okay. <laughs> We, we, we love to follow up always. It's sure. not just a one-time interview. I mean, we just wait a few months and see how you progress. And, you know, we called you back and we say, hey, yeah. Julie, give us an update. How is it going there? And we'd love to have you back. Uh, definitely. Sure. So Absolutely. that would be amazing. Julia, thank you so much for your time. I'm so yeah. happy that you agreed to be with us. And, um, you know, this is going to be showing different, you know, Facebook pages of trainers so they can see what are you up to, what type of trainer you are, you know, the things that you're doing. Uh, where are you located again? We have one location in Frederick, Maryland, mm -hmm. and we have another location about 40 minutes away in Falling Waters, West Virginia. Wow. <laughs> Probably when I hear from you somewhere else on the East Coast, West Coast, and up and down. <laughs> Franchise. <laughs> but congratulations. You, you, you become an excellent trainer, I mean, just by your own and follow up all the trainers as well. I mean, we're happy that you continue your education and we just can tell you good luck with all you're doing. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking with you. My pleasure. Thanks again. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Canine Experts podcast. Don't be afraid to shoot us a message at info at canineexperts.com. Call us at 973-564-6100 and ask anything related to the canine world. Don't forget to visit our blog site, www.canineexperts.com slash blog, where you'll find great info on all the topics. Be sure to tell everyone about our podcast and please subscribe. Stay tuned.
for listening to the Canine Experts podcast. Don't be afraid to shoot us a message at info at canineexperts.com. Call us at 973-564-6100 and ask anything related to the canine world. Don't forget to visit our blog site, www.canineexperts.com slash blog, where you'll find great info on all the topics. Be sure to tell everyone about our podcast and please subscribe. Stay tuned.